on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Guessman, coming to you on a Thursday, July 1st. That's right. It's July that means there's lots of fun things in store for LA Galaxy fans. Six games coming up. There's a 10-day break in there, and there's still six games coming up. I'm sure I'll go on a small rant about the Gold Cup, the schedule, and all the fun things that are happening with the LA Galaxy. But first, coming up, July 4th, LA Galaxy versus Sporting Kansas City. Fireworks, fun, fantastic soccer, a huge game for the LA Galaxy with tons of players missing. We're going to talk about all that, get you through all of it. Uh, to help me out. I don't know if you guys even remember this guy. He was here a long time ago. Uh, you may have liked him. You may have not. I got a lot of notes saying good riddance. Uh, but no, uh, he's here. He's back. It's Eric, the Portuguese hammer beer. Eric, how's it going, buddy? I'm back, baby. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> uh, it was a, a long extended break. Uh, I, I agree with you. Hopefully, you know, the listeners didn't forget about me, but I'm glad to be back talking LA Galaxy soccer. So exciting times. Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, you have big news, I think. First, I think I don't think we should bury the lead on this one, but you have big news. So <laughs> I, so tell our listeners if they aren't on Twitter or social media or anywhere and have been living under a rock. Yeah, if, if you're, you're not on Twitter, you're not following me. Uh, I gave a little update, just some personal news that I have going on. Uh, I had a work relocation uh, for my wife, my lovely wife. Uh, you know, fortunate that she's good at what she does and people uh, like the work that she does. So we it you know, wheels were set in motion uh, for work relocation. So uh, we moved from California to Texas. So you are now looking at the Texan hammer, uh, you know, got a hat and everything. So, uh, you know, I'm ready to move out to Texas and uh, be a Texan there. And I'll be starting a new career out, out there or not a new career, but, you know, a different job, uh, still in the same field, still the same career. Professional so, TikToker. Professional TikToker was not was not an option. Yeah. Uh, when when I went there, okay. but uh, you know, just exciting times, exciting stuff for the family. Uh, we have everything going on, everything situated. The last few weeks, we're putting some final touches. Uh, you know, back in Southern California, making some, saying some goodbyes, and then uh, you know, headed back and uh, you know, g- getting settled in Texas. Yeah, I was going to say, if anybody is worried about our show and and sort of how we've done it, is we've been operating with you testing out the waters in Texas for quite a while. So it's nothing new and, and, and holding. By the way, um, for everybody who is wondering what it's like in Texas right now, uh, tell everybody where you are. 
Uh, right now, I am in Cerritos, California. There we <laughs> I'm go. In my, my my childhood bedroom. There you uh, go. You know, my, my new work opportunity uh, is going to have me traveling back to Southern California, Northern California. So you, you haven't gotten rid of me yet, Josh. I'm okay. still going to be around. Okay. Uh, of course, home base will now be outside of uh, outside of Dallas, north of Dallas, Texas. Right. Uh, but I'll still be in Southern California, still California based for work. So uh, you, you can't fully get rid of me. I'll still be around. So that's kind of the irony is leading up to my break. I did shows from Texas. Everything was fine. No one was none the wiser. Right. And then I took my break and then now I'm back and I'm actually recording from California, which yeah. is the, the irony on that is pretty fun. I would just like to remind you that one of the reasons that you were, you know, invited onto the show as a co-host at the very beginning is because you would bring me white girl coffee. Now, I know that's yes. not no longer within your wheelhouse, and certainly the pandemic slowed that down. Would like to remind you, Postmates does deliver Starbucks. So if you would like to order me white girl coffee before we start a show, because I'm drinking water right now, Eric, and I don't know that water is going to power us through this uh, this this exhaustive uh, stuff that we have to get to. I'd just like to point that out. Yeah, and I will say, with, with Central Time being a difference, that is recording a little bit later now with from the new headquarters. So the coffee will be a must, and, and it's good to know. That uh, Postmates delivers pumpkin spice season is around the corner. So uh, okay, good. So you know maybe there'll be a little treat coming your way soon. I, I certainly hope so. Aaron, by the way, gave us a five dollars super chat and says, "Is five dollars super chat enough for me to get the hammers dachshunds when he moves?" Um, <laughs> and this is no way innuendo for anything else. Although I'm not so <laughs> sure about that, you know. But yeah, so, sorry. The boys, the boys traveled with me. Okay, that's the one thing I learned with the move. There's there's a job for everyone. There will be, there are people who will move your dogs for you. So th- that's a thing. <laughs> there you go. Hey, who, who knew? Who'd have thunk it? And, but yeah, and, sorry. Yeah. I'm not giving up the dogs. Yeah. And then Jose sent us $5 for no reason whatsoever. So Jose, you move to the top yeah. of the list over Aaron for sure. Cause you didn't give a reason. I like those even better. Uh, Jonathan, by the way, is checking into our live chat. He says, Hey guys, I'm on a plane right now uh, to go look at properties in Southwest Colorado. So he's, he's bailing too. So he's going to be halfway in between. You guys can do like a little relay and stuff like this. So, um, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll rock and roll. So there we go. The one thing I, w- I will say, and, and cause I'm seeing a little bit of it in the chat and, the, and you said bailing, uh, you know, I love Southern California. I grew up here I'm a California guy. It's my home. So I, I'm in no way, you know, it, it was a, it's a job move. You know, obviously there are some th- pros and cons and some things that worked out in our favor. There were more pros than cons and that's why it ended up, uh, working out, but that is in no means, I still love it here. Still a California guy. Okay. All right. If you say so, I just, I want to say, I'm just saying I have to, I, have I, to show want, love. I want to make sure that you're okay. That's, that's really what I want. I, I am okay. Okay. If you see, if you say you're okay, then, then I'm fine with it. I'm blink, good. Blink twice. Blink twice if you're not okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think maybe you were, uh, maybe you were being held hostage, but hey, maybe not. That's fine. Um, all right. Let's get to some LA Galaxy news because there's a bunch of it. Um, nice little, uh, what, Thursday news dump, a whole bunch of things. Gold Cup rosters were actually supposed to be announced yesterday, and then they all got delayed, I think, and got announced today. So all those came through. We're going to talk about those. Uh, one of the things the LA Galaxy did have, by the way, today was a media call. So I want to go over that real quickly. Uh, Greg Vanny, Jonathan Bond, and Sebastian Legit talked. Um, some of the things that were discussed on there was just absences, obviously absences with Gold Cup. We're going to go over those absences and sort of how that goes. Um, Greg Vanny said, you know, everybody's sort of looking forward to the July 4th. It was fun. He reminisced a little bit, and it's always fun to have a former LA Galaxy player be able to reminisce. He reminisced about playing back in 96. Um, and the July 4th games and playing for the LA Galaxy in the early days. He goes, we always knew that whenever it was July 4th, that the Rose Bowl would be like 60, 70,000 people. He goes, there would be a ton of people. The fireworks would be there. He goes, we always knew it was a special game uh, for us. And maybe it was a chance to get 
um, fans who weren't always, you know, people who weren't always LA Galaxy fans to come in and see the LA Galaxy and convert them. So they were always well aware of that, which is fun because especially in the early days as a soccer player, you're like, well, we need to play well and we need to be entertaining because we're trying to yeah. like make this league grow. Um, so I thought it's it was entertainment. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it's entertainment. Right. And he knew that. And mm -hmm. so he sort of took a look at, look at that and said, oh, OK, you know, yeah, that type of thing. So it was fun to sort of say uh, Nikki was uh, Nikki from Spectrum Sportsnet was talking to him about um, just how quickly everything came together for this uh, for this team and how he goes, you know, have they gelled faster? Do you have you seen a team gel as fast? And he also mentioned the 96 team that run, ran off like 12 wins in a row, uh, even with the shootout era there in 96. Um, so, you know, there was there was all of these things that were sort of fun to look back and reminisce on about how this team is coming together. And, you know, he says that everybody is coming together really fast. Um, and so he sees it and he's appreciative of all the hard work everybody's putting in. And certainly the wins are sort of coming in. That was one of the things that Jonathan Bond talked about, which was fun, um, because I asked him. Uh, I asked him basically, you know, have you guys had a complete performance yet? We always talk about complete. I think this is yeah. like a, this is like a fan, <laughs> like a fan or a spectator thing. You want to see the yeah. quote unquote complete performance, right? Yeah. This has been the galaxy's best half since 2014. Right. Yeah. So that, yeah, we love, we love to do that. Yes. And, and so, but you know, I'm sure the players sort of have an idea of when they play well, when they don't play well, that type of thing. Um, and so I, I asked him, I'm like, okay, so. Um, you know, have you guys put it all together? Have you had a complete 90 minutes yet? And he was like, no, he goes, but our closest game, Eric, did you see any of the stuff? You probably saw it. And then, so it won't be fun to have me. Yes. Do you know which game they said is the closest one? Is I, I did not. So uh, okay, I'm, good. I'm walking in blind here. Yeah, okay. What, what they say the best game, which was. get first 10 games, which out of those first 10 games was, was what Jonathan Bond and Sebastian Legette agreed was their most complete game. It, it, it might be counterintuitive, but was it the the win against San Jose at home? No, where they got the own goal. No, because they played not. really well. They just the goals just didn't come. No, but you should go counterintuitive as much okay. as possible. Well, is it the the Seattle loss? Yes, at home. Yes, it's yeah. the Seattle okay. loss at home. That's fair. From what from what I heard, you know. Speaking of other news, I'm also a reverend now. Oh. Uh, I, I missed that game because I was officiating a wedding, but I heard the Galaxy played well in that loss. Uh, and then when I went back and watched, uh, you know, some of the highlights from from that game, it seemed like, again, more that the chances aren't coming their way. And the the funny thing is, we do a podcast. You ask Greg Vanny, you ask uh, Jonathan Bond. Of course, they're they're going to give you better responses. But I would agree with them. Uh, the Galaxy, while they are gelling, they are starting to put some things together. I still don't think they're firing on all cylinders. They're getting good results, right. they're playing well. But I still I don't think this team is. It's at its full potential, or I don't think they're close, and they're still getting results, which is a great sign. Yeah. Uh, but I think this this team still has a lot of room to grow. Yeah, which is great with their position in the standings. Yeah, I mean, I I, I agree with that. It is. It's good to see where they're at. And Jonathan Bont was talking about. He goes, you know, we really did do all the things that we were supposed to do in that game. He goes, except we gave up set pieces, you know, on a long throw in and on a corner kick. He goes, and it's so frustrating for that. It's so frustrating to be part of that to know that you played your best game. And you're still walking out of there with loss because the defense wasn't stout enough. He, you know, ultimately they know what what the problem was, and Sebastian Legette sort of agreed with that and said, "Yeah, you know, it was it was all those things." So um, I thought that was interesting. Um, you know, the most of the stuff I'll tell you right now because it didn't get asked, but I know this to be the truth. Um, we have, by the way, we're gonna have a pronunciation guide. Is everybody ready? Um, we're gonna we're gonna go with this. Not only, first of all, I have I have the video, I have all the stuff that we can we can sort of play, but I I, I listened to it a thousand times, uh, Ryan revolution it revolution so revolution it sounds like revolution but revolution 
just a little difference there. And that's how you're going to, that's how we're going to say revolution on the, on the last side. It's going to sound like revolution and people are going to be like, are you sure? But that's how he says it. And I've listened to it about a million times. Maybe he said his name wrong. Maybe he said his name wrong whenever he was, maybe he was nervous and you know, blah, 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 the whole deal. Um, but that, that, that's actually, that's actually a thing. Cause there, there's some moments where uh, I'll go to speak Portuguese and I go like, João, you know, do I say that with the American version or do I say the Portuguese version, which is João? And so I'm not, I'm saying it wrong right. when I know the right way to say it. Right. So that I know you're, you're making a joke, but that actually is a thing. I mean, I, I can see being nervous. You're on, you're talking yeah. to the LA galaxies, you know, Instagram live or, or you're, you're on their story. You have to get it right. Maybe this was the 12th time you've tried it because you that English is not your normal language. <laughs> you know, I mean, imagine yeah. if they tried to get me to say something in French, I would have, it would be 30, it's, 40 takes. And I think that's that's the best point is, you know, for for any shortcomings, I, I think this was the issue with Jonathan Dos Santos because, you know, he was kind of struggling to speak English. When you think about, you know, the average person, maybe one language, maybe two languages, the fact that they're out here and they're giving it a shot, especially early on, you know, for for the Instagram, for the TikTok to make it work right. and, and, and giving love to the fans, give, give them credit for that. Uh, I'm sure he'll he'll only get better from that point forward. Uh, so anyway, so uh, uh, Revolution is going to be available for this game. We know that. Um, it wasn't specifically talked about in there, but I'm telling you, he will be available for selection. I don't know if he plays. I don't know if he's had mm -hmm. enough time to play. Uh, I don't know if he comes in the second half. I don't know if he's on the bench. I don't know what Greg Vanny has decided. Remember, Kevin Cabral landed but didn't dress for the first game that he was sort of available. That was a little shorter time. It seems like Revolution is here, has been here, I think, since Tuesday. Um, is whenever I sort of got tipped to it and was able to talk to the LA Galaxy and make sure that that happened Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, so it feels like everything melted together this week. So I'm yeah, I'm, it's one of these weird weeks. But uh, we know he did photos. Oh. We've seen photos, all that. So he he's been involved there too. I, I I'm, I'm I like to read the social media tea leaves, and so uh, the Galaxy was hyping him up and showing pictures of him uh, in the tech green, saying that they're going to wear the tech green. Last time they did this was with with sega i believe and so when they hyped the picture up he ended up getting some minutes so i don't think the galaxy would put those pictures out there if they didn't have an inkling that he was going to be part of the plan so i think at the very least you'll see him on the bench number six by the way Woohoo! number six so yeah. um there you go definitely a defensive midfielder and wearing the yeah, number six that's, that's yeah. a special number there we go so um so that's where we sort of sit uh other than that i'm trying to think oh the the other other thing Big surprise. I'll tell you about the questions I asked because those are ones I usually pay attention to more than any of the other ones. Um, I asked Sebastian Legette being called up to the Gold Cup. We're going to talk about that. Sebastian Legette was one of the ones that gets called up. Um, as of right now, Greg Vanny said that uh, Sebastian Legette made a deal with the U.S. soccer. Basically, Vanny made a deal with Greg Berhalter. Greg and Greg had a little talk. Um, only in this case, it's Greg and Greg. G -g -g. Um, but, you know, you got to have <laughs> triple, G. triple G over there and the double G. But, but that's. Yeah, Triple G's not right either because that's a boxer. So yeah, yeah no, you can get a yeah, yeah warm water there. It it doesn't work. It doesn't. It's two G no. and three G and nobody's five G. So we're okay. Um, if if uh, if you talk about it, Greg Vanny was saying that he and Greg Ber Berhalter had an agreement that Sebastian Legette left earlier for a uh, friendly earlier this year. Right, he left a couple days early. I think it was one of the ones that was over in Europe, and he left a couple days early so he could train and do all that. So the deal was that in this break, he gets to keep him for not only the 7-4 game, but for the 7-7 as well. So both of the games this week that are upcoming, uh, Sebastian Legette will stay here for. Um, and so 
it's uh, it's really interesting because I, I asked him, I said, you know, <laughs> I said, nobody would ever confuse me for a professional athlete. So I can't say I know exactly how you're feeling, but I imagine that this is how something you feel. It's like you have a project that you're working with the LA Galaxy and it's really involved and you're doing it. You have this group project you're working on and you're kind of coming up to a presentation and then now you have to go off and work on another project with this team that's really important, yeah. but you're only there for a little bit of time. I'm like, is there is there mixed feelings with that? He's like, yeah, absolutely. You know, he's like, duh. I mean, I, I would imagine that's the case. I just want to make sure that he's... He, you know, <laughs> that I'm, I'm still, you know, in touch with these things. But he says, yeah, it's very hard um, to sort of go in between all these things. And I, I thought that was just really interesting because I don't think we ever think about that as the player side of thing, which is I'm here, I'm battling for this team. I want to win every single game. And then, you know, that Sebastian Legit is more than likely going to miss four games this month. He's going to make the first two, uh, but he's going to miss the last four. So I thought it was really interesting um, just to sort of hear his thoughts on that. And I will have that up on our YouTube channel. Um, we have the full uh, media call in there as well. Uh, also, some some semi-sad news. Somebody who I've worked with at the LA Galaxy for a very long time announced that he is leaving. Uh, Chris Glidden, who's in PR, uh, who I've oh. worked with for a very long time, uh, is leaving the LA Galaxy. Um, and so we wish him the best. That was all good. But he told us that on this call as well. Um, so that was that was oh, he also he also lied to he... us. So, Can he come to Texas? I don't I miss that guy. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I, I don't want to lose that guy. Yeah, your biggest fan for sure. Yeah, that guy. That guy loves you. Um, yeah, he's a good guy. He's one of the good ones. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, uh, so he's he's going to be leaving. So actually, tomorrow is his last day. He won't even be at the game. So we 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 got to say goodbye. He said all of us are the best writers that he knows. So we know he was lying or drinking. Uh, you know, his last couple of days on the job, letting it all slide. He was not drunk, by the way. Just FYI. Anybody who wants to hire him, I don't know what he's he's doing off uh, off after that, but he's he's a good guy, so we're gonna miss him. And he has coordinated over the years most of the interviews that we have gotten on this show. So um, just a uh, you know sort of sad to see that see him go and, and that change. So uh, thanks for everything, Chris. Uh, a little shout out on the on the podcast there. Let's get to um, Gold Cup call ups. But let me just well, yeah. it's still related to Gold Cup yes. call ups, but I think just a, a takeaway that I took from the Greg's having their conversation is sometimes when you, you hear about the, well, maybe you can work out a deal and you think that's not how that works, but apparently that is how that works. And it's, so it is interesting to hear that side of it, that they do keep in those conversations and say, you know, we're going to hold on to them, take them early one time, and then we'll pay you a favor the next time around. And legit is in a unique situation that he was on both rosters. Uh, Greg Berhalter doesn't need he doesn't need to play him in a few games or get him earlier to see what the jet can do. He knows how, that, He's part of the squad. He knows how to utilize them. Right. So it is, you know, he didn't have to do that, but it's nice that the Galaxy and him were able to work that out. Yeah, I just it, thought that was a, a interesting detail. That, you know, as a fan, you don't you don't think uh, about that. You think, well, it's kind of clear cut. You get called up, you go when when you're called, and and that's that. But it was kind of interesting to see that uh, those conversations do happen behind the scenes, which is it's, it's great. Uh, the you know the the national team works with the club in that way. Well, uh, by the way, shout out to Anthony who gave us a five dollar super chat. He said, "What's up, Josh? Love the show. Excited to see Revolutions debut this weekend. The the New England Revolution is that it? It's going to get really confusing <laughs> it's, whenever it's, they play when they play it, New England. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say you you have uh, the game preview is is going to be ready to go when they play the New England Revolution. <laughs> yep. There's a revolution and revolution. Yeah. I'm saying different things. Um. All right. So um. That's where we got Gold Cup call ups. Five LA Galaxy players got called up. Greg Vanny told Kevin that he expected three, so it's interesting that it's five. Now, two of those, I think, or at least one of those for sure, nobody really 
forgot it. Like everybody was like, that doesn't really count because the dude's not playing. But Giancarlo Gonzalez uh, is is one of those for Costa Rica. Uh, uh, O'Neill Fisher is a call up for Jamaica. You had Jonathan Dos Santos and Efrain Alvarez for Mexico and then Sebastian Lejet for the United States. So those are your five. Um, the interesting thing is that, as we said, Sebastian Lejet will be available for both of these games coming up, the July 4th game and the July 7th game. All these other have already gone and joined the team, so you will not see any of them. Jonathan Dos Santos, Efrain Alvarez training in Southern California. Where in Southern California would Mexico train? Hmm, so many thoughts. I don't know. Where could they be training? Anyway, so uh, let's just say they didn't have a very far walk to training, okay? So we're not supposed to say where they're training, but Everybody can figure that out. Um, but Mexico has some friendlies coming up before they get into the Gold Cup, so they're going to be in there. O'Neill Fisher with Jamaica was not a surprise. I think we were looking for Carlos Harvey possibly getting called mm -hmm. up. Um, that did not happen um, from the from the Gold Cup roster that I see there as well. So uh, that didn't happen. Uh, no, Acosta was one of the ones that maybe was on the bubble as well. Didn't see that one as well. So um, between those, uh, it's just those five players um, who will be gone. And listen, the the one of the big and everybody's saying snubs, which actually it turns out does not be a snub at all, was Julian Araujo. Uh, Eric, you and I talked a whole bunch yeah. and everybody has talked a whole bunch for this whole year saying Julian Araujo is definitely going to make this Gold Cup roster because he needs the playing time. He needs that. He wants to be up with the U.S. and this is going to be his chance. Now, Sebastian Legette won't go because he's been on the other roster and they're going to save him for World Cup qualifiers. So why are they going to have him play in the Gold Cup, too? Um, but that is, is, but we, we know nothing apparently is, is yeah, how it all comes You know, out. nothing. Yeah. You know, nothing, Jon Snow. I think that's, that's the quote there. But, uh, it, it is interesting that Julian didn't get the call. I think when the O'Neill Fisher signing was made, we said, this is going to be a player who's going to fill in when Araujo is gone and finally gets those national team call-ups. And the irony is that the U S don't make the Olympics. Right. So he's not going to miss that time. And he doesn't get the gold cup squad either. And so Araujo ends up being the stable right back, which, uh, you know, we're not going to be upset about that. I think right. that's the choice one right back. And that's, that's a great thing for if you're a galaxy fan and the club comes first, then of course you're going to be happy uh, that he's sticking around. And then Fisher, uh, obviously going, uh, you know, this is one of those things. I think, uh, it, it could just be that's the, take the story on face value. He needs more time to evaluate no, uh, and make his decision. You, we, we have an answer. Greg Berhalter yeah. actually answered this, which is, yeah, I mean, and, and you were, you were getting to it, which is um, exactly that, is that uh, Julian Araujo was not excluded from the roster. He was not snubbed from the roster. Julian Araujo basically said he's not ready to commit to the United States. And knowing that if he went into this Gold Cup, he would play the games needed to go ahead and then commit him to the U.S. and he would be cap tied to the United States. Um, you know, I, I'm going to divorce us from us soccer talk or from Mexico soccer talk, because for the purposes of this show, it does not matter. Um, and so for us, we have to look at this, Eric is, is this the right call for Julian Araujo? Is this the right call for the LA galaxy? I mean, galaxy fans, you should be stoked. Uh, Julian yes. Araujo is on a tear. Uh, despite some people in our Discord and other places who don't seem to understand how good Julian Araujo has been so far this year, as in probably one of the best right backs in Major League Soccer and outgrowing the league every single game that he plays. Um, and so he gets to stay, and he gets to stay through six games where he we were expecting that he was going to be gone. So huge plus for the LA Galaxy. But what do you think about for Julian Araujo and just maybe what he's trying to think? I think... Um like I was the point I was getting to is you could take the story at face value and say, that's the truth. He was, you know, truly, you know, needs more time. He doesn't want to 
tie himself by playing the number of games that's going to commit him to the U.S. when he still wants to, still young, still at an age where maybe he can make that switch and still make an impact and have a longer career on a national team. Uh, but the other thing that I think about, and it's it's poignant with Carlos Harvey as well, is Harvey got called up for some friendlies and never saw minutes. So I worried, you know, Harvey's been putting in some decent shifts, and I thought, well, if he's going to be gone and he's not going to play, then what purpose is that? And I, I kind of maybe pick up a little bit of that with Julian as well. We know that Greg Berhalter has called him up in the past and not utilized him. So you think, well, am I going to get called up to this Gold Cup roster, not play in a lot of games that's not going to cap time anyway, and I'm going to not be able to play with my club. So maybe he, you know, that's part of his decision as well. Sure, it gives him more time to weigh the options between the Mexican team and the U.S. team, but it also could be, you know, he wants to play minutes. He wants to showcase himself, uh, and he wants to keep balling out and keep playing well. He's been one of the Galaxy's best players this season. Uh, He's towards the top of that list. So, uh, you know, to go and be a, a... uh, a, a fringe player for the U.S. men's national team during the Gold Cup, or to stay at your consistent starting spot and continue to keep your your stock high. I think that could be part of the decision as well. So that's me reading into it and, and kind of putting my own feelings and thoughts into it. Uh, it could very well be just exactly what uh, you know what Berhalter said, and the, what got out is that he just wants more time. He doesn't want to commit just yet, and that's fine too. You know, it, it's if he doesn't want to commit yet, you need to look at the options. The U.S. men's national team seems to be a national team on the rise. Those spots may be harder to come across, so maybe he sees opportunity to go elsewhere. We know, like like we've mentioned with Efren Alvarez, uh, you know, seeing a future more with the Mexican national team than the U.S. national team. That that topic has been uh, beaten to death. So. It, it still rings true for Julian Araujo as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think you touched on it. If you're just looking at it just real surface level, you have to sit there and say, okay, well then, you know, Julian Araujo is a kid who um, very well could be um, a, a, a starter for Mexico. I mean, and a starter for Mexico for, for their senior team. And that's not completely out of the realm of possibility. And so making him make a decision, I don't, as long as he is comfortable with making the decision on his time, as long as he's not feeling pressure to make it, as long as it's not, you know, impacting basically his mental health side of things, uh, then that's great for the LA galaxy. However he wants to do it. Plus he's still showing and still proving a whole bunch of things. Um, you know, I'm still of the opinion that Julian Araujo will not be here next year. Um, and it's, it's one of those things that you have to sit there and sort of be okay with. And I think the LA galaxy are okay with that. It's just a matter of, um, you know, getting through this season or through this summer, uh, even maybe a pre-contract or something like that, that happens. But Julian Araujo may be worried about that club approach first, not having to make a decision. He's still pretty young. He gets a chance to make that decision. And and I don't think there's any choice in, in pushing any of that. So, uh, not, it's kind of a non story for me. Um, except it's, it's a big story. Everybody wants to sort of, you know, dig into it. Um, FYI, uh, Patrick gave us a $5 super chat, uh, says, sorry, I'm late watching Austin finally win at home out hipstering Portland tonight. There you go. They scored goals at Austin. What do you know? That's a, that's a, that's the yeah. first, I watched two of their games to wait for that first goal and didn't get to see it. Of course it happens, uh, whenever we have to, uh, have to be on the air. Um, and then Herb, uh, uh, Herb in memoriam, uh, $25, <laughs> the, the, whatever the memoriam, the Herb Memorial studio, uh, $25 super chop. Yeah. Uh, he says, Hey Josh, uh, he says, congrats to Mrs. Hammer on her new job. Best of luck, Hammer, to you and your family. By the way, just finished Ted Lasso. Loved it. Now I'll finally understand the references. Be a goldfish, Herb. Be a goldfish. 
Um, I football actually, is life. football believe. is, yeah, football is life. Um, believe, believe in, believe in all that. It's, uh, I, one of my favorite uh, is in the first episode. It's like, hey, if we see each other in our dreams, let's mess around and pretend like we don't know each other. He's like, <laughs> he's like, and they said, howdy, stranger, or something like that. I just, I can't handle going back and watching it for the third time is even funnier. You're getting all the little tiny jokes that they cram. There are so many jokes they cram in there. Anyway, um, yeah, COG sponsored by Herb. I was um, gonna say that's he needs he needs like I agree with what was in the chat. He needs an award or a segment. We need to do something because Herb just is killing it every week. The Herb, uh, let's see, the Herb, the Herb, the Herb, Herb. That would work. Maybe the, uh, the maybe Herbal we'll, Life. The the, her, uh, the Herbal yeah, so, Life. Yeah, so we we got to get something going. We'll, we, we'll workshop. We'll, it. we'll yeah, get back. To yeah, it. we'll we'll kick it around for a little bit. So um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, allocation money for the LA Galaxy for sure. Um, let's see where we're at. So, um, so that's what it is. Okay. Let's get to this tournament though, because the gold cup is not a small tournament and it will have a huge impact and God help me major league soccer. You break for three weeks for some important national games. I understand why, but actually a pretty light load in through all that. And then during the gold cup, when a ton of MLS players are going, the gold cup is even more of an MLS player draw than that initial. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, break international break that they had. You're gonna have six games in a month, and you know what? Austin may even have seven games this month. I don't know if they're because they're playing tonight. So um, I know the Galaxy have six games, and there's a ten day break in there. That's how congested it is. There's a ten day break, and there's six games in July. This is kind of outrageous. The tournament itself starts on July 10th. Um, for everybody who's playing along. Um, and so the Gold Cup uh, will be around. I think the finals in Las Vegas. I think we've talked about it before. It's already sold out um, if you're looking for that. But, um, you know, there's still some to-be-determined slots in here, which God only knows. I have no idea. I, I pulled this directly from um, some... some uh, from what is it? Wikipedia, not even Wikipedia <laughs> from like Google. Google. Yeah. From Google. It's Google. Yeah. Right. And trying to find that. So who knows? Those may have been filled in and everything by now. And they're just behind the curve, but um, you have, you know, three group matches that are going to be going on. And those groups basically go from, you know, it starts on July 10th. The group stage ends 10 days later on July 20th. The quarterfinals are July 24th and, and uh, July 25th. The semifinals are on the 29th. Um, and then the final is August 1st. If you are expecting, like most people are expecting the United States and Mexico to be for certainly be in the semifinal and possibly in that final, then you are going to be missing Efrain Alvarez. You're going to be missing Jonathan Dos Santos and you're going to be missing Sebastian Legette until after August 1st. That is cuckoo bananas as, yeah. as a kiddo would say. Yeah. The, the, the only saving grace to that is that um, the gold cup roster is heavily MLS based. So other teams are going to be missing some of their key players as well. So you're going to get, um, you know, you're going to get similar depth players playing against similar depth play, depth players. Um, but but when you look at the schedule in June, it really makes you scratch your head because the Nations League, uh, you know, was a semifinal and a final. So it was at best two games. Right. Then you get the long break in there. Then the Euros start. I think there were maybe five players from MLS in total who who played in the Euro. Um, and so they kind of got a break there. And so now the Gold Cup, that's where the majority of these league players are going to play. And this is the region where most of them, you know, make their trade. And so now that's the area where you don't give a big break and you can just the schedule. It just seems like this was, uh, you know, they're, maybe they're smarter people than me. And there's a reason behind it and behind the curtain. You know, there, there's a reason why these the break needed to be where it is. But it just seems like middle of July was a better break. 
uh, you know, because then maybe you get the the end of the Euros, right. the beginning of the Gold Cup, and it just it, it works out better. And maybe you just miss a few games in the uh, end of July and August as opposed to missing essentially the entire month that's the most congested month. And then you're going to have a mad dash to the end of the season. So it really, uh, you know, it's a little bit baffling and it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to test your depth. Uh, and we're going to see, you know, what these uh, Galaxy, the French Revolution, uh, we're going to see what they can do, you know, because those players didn't get called up. Yeah. France is not participating no. uh, in the Gold Cup last I checked. Yeah, so uh, and uh, their Euros didn't work out so well, too. But I'm going to stay quiet as a Portugal fan. Yep. So, uh, yeah, so it sh- should be interesting. We'll, we'll, we'll see if the Galaxy can can squeeze the points because I see opportunity. I think a well coach, a well coached team can do more with maybe not your best squads. And I think they have that with Greg Benny. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I think that Greg seemed fairly confident that they were going to be able to rotate. If we look at the schedule, obviously the two games coming up quote unquote next week, which is July 4th, LA galaxy versus sporting Kansas city. We know that this game will be impacted on both sides by the, by these call-ups. Um, and so that's something that's there July 7th. It's LA uh, hosting FC Dallas. And you know, it was one of those where you're like, Oh good. They get to play FC Dallas who hasn't been that good. Um, and then FC Dallas went and beat the New England Revolution last week. And you're like, no, don't. Is is this going to be? Are they starting <laughs> to do the Dallas thing that they do, which is get better? And then Houston does the same thing where, you know, the bottom of bottom of the, the conference and then they somehow just show up uh, yeah. every once in a while to, to, to frustrate uh, the L.A. Galaxy and other opponents. So, yeah, I'm right there with you, especially on the short rest. Yep. You know, game on Sunday, game on Wednesday. That's. Uh, a trap game, if ever there were one. Oh, big trap game. So there'll be that one. Um, and then it's uh, away to Vancouver, which is really Rio Tinto. And then we talked about this. This is a road trip. The Galaxy are likely to stay. Uh, July 17th is whenever they come out of that 10-day break. They will go to uh, to Real Salt Lake, basically, and play Vancouver at Rio Tinto again. And then they play Real Salt Lake uh, four days later um, on that one. And so they will. That's a, that's a road trip where they can just stay in one spot, which should be a benefit, although you're at altitude. So I don't know how much of a benefit... Do you fly back home and then go back? I don't know. Um, we'll, yeah, we'll, doesn't make sense. We'll, Stay we'll, out there. Yeah. So if you believe that Vancouver is not a good team, which I believe, and if you believe that Dallas is not a good team, you have a game against Vancouver and a game against Dallas, and you have Real Salt Lake, who is sort of somewhere in the middle of, of good and bad, as and is sort of just difficult to play against. I would say right now they don't do not they're not the Real Salt Lake of you know the 2010s and 2011s and and the 2009s, mm-hmm. um, but they are still difficult to play against. And then you're going to finish off the the month on 730 July 30th again hosting the Portland Timbers and Portland who apparently just lost to Austin has been a bit of an enigma this year too um it outs, uh, remember the galaxy lost to them yeah. but they were playing better and then uh Williams got the got the red card the, the other thing is the infamous game yeah the other thing is I think that Williams will be able to come back on the 17th. I think that's when he kicks back into all this. Um, I'd have to double check, but that's that's what I'm looking at right now. So um, that's your that's your July schedule. And then, oh, August has six games too. Fun. Um, so yeah, it's going to be, you know, August 4th um, hosting Real Salt Lake. You have August 8th hosting Vancouver. These seem like we've, I've heard these teams before. Um, yeah. You're going to have August uh, 14th, which is where the LA Galaxy will travel to Minnesota. Um, and then the LA Galaxy hosts Colorado 817. They host San Jose on 820. Then there's an all-star game in between there. And then there is the game against LAFC at Bank of California Stadium to wrap up the month of August as well. So yikes, holy monkey. That's just, there's yeah. just, I don't even know what to say to all of that. Yeah, I, I will say you, you also bury the lead Chicharito in the skills competition. Uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll have a nice lead up uh, into that. 
when we talk about the All-Star game. Uh, I know that's a, that was breaking news, exciting news. I'm sorry if I, I, I cut you off. I know you're chomping at the bit to let everyone know that one. I so could not, I so let's just say there was a, a large radio program that was talking about the MLS skills competition and doing this whole like song and dance about it and how like the whole deal. And I could not, I was like getting seething angry about useless stuff. And it's supposed to be fun. I think the tickets are like $25. You can go yeah. and do it. But, you know, whenever they did it in 2019, um, there were three groups, right? There was Orlando City, like had a three-person yeah. team. And then the, the MLS, MLS All-Stars had a three-person team. And then Atletico Madrid, who, which is who they were playing, had a three-person thing. I think Orlando City ended up winning it, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chris Mueller and Nani. It, it was fun. Make fun of it. Um, maybe I'm the wrong audience or I'm the wrong guy to talk to. Oh, no, no. You're the prime audience. They're they're <laughs> you, they're looking for you. It was it was, it was a fun, silly thing. I, I'd rather have them do that than play the game. The the Liga MX yes. versus because that, you know, no one's getting hurt. They're having fun. You get to show off. You make the spectacle of it and then you send them back and there's no harm, no foul. I'd rather do that than have them play the game where someone could risk injury because I think that that game, those those players are going to go at each other uh, in that all star game. I, I was going to say, um, I can get I can get on board that. I can get on board that. Yep. I mean, you know, we all pretend that the All Star Game is not a thing. If you want to make it a thing, play the play the Liga MX All Stars because those they're not they're going to hate each other. Um, yeah. There's going to be carnage. Somebody's getting hurt in that game, guaranteed. It's coming. Um, so FYI, there. So anyway, that's what's coming up in terms of schedules, Gold Cup absences, all that stuff. I mean, it's a lot, and I think this is going to be the dominant story of this summer. Is the schedule is really condensed. There's these international breaks. There's these small little breathers that you're going to get in the summer. Greg Vanek, Greg Vanny called it the dog days of summer for, for Major League Soccer, and it's not wrong. It's much like Major League Baseball trying to get through a whole bunch of games in the summer months is really where you can win or lose a season. Um, I think that all of that seems pretty accurate, and I think the fact that this is such a... Um, such an important year for the LA Galaxy because really they're starting to put things together. Um, I know Kevin Baxter was working on his, I think his lead already for um, for for what was going to happen um, on the on the game on Sunday. He was asking, you know, what happens if they win? If the LA Galaxy win this game, they jump into, I believe, I believe I looked at it is um, second place. Not only second place, but they will have the third best start in franchise history. All right, and again, wow. we're getting, we're, you know, it was fun whenever That's, we were talking about this stuff in like five games yeah. in, and now when, when you, yeah, yeah, when they win the first game, and yeah, they're on track to go thirty-four and zero. It's like okay, now, now is when it starts to get real. I agree with you. Yeah, um, and so, so I mean, you know, we're we're a third, almost a third of the way through the season. Eleven games is closer to a third than ten games is, um, but you're you're getting right there. You're really close to being a third of the way through the season. It means something, and I think this is going to be. You know, if the L.A. Galaxy and we're going to talk about that Sporting Kansas City game, if they can show well against Sporting Kansas City, um, you know, do some stuff in that game, then that earns them a lot of respect around the league. Because right now, everybody's drooling over what Sporting Kansas City has been doing. And rightfully so, SKC yeah. may be if you're looking at power rankings, I know Seattle's number one. But if you're talking about momentum, Sporting Kansas City is probably that top team right now. Yeah. And I think I think power rankings and the actual rankings in the Western Conference are they're in line. I think when you when you look at it, I th and, and it was interesting, when you're pulling up that schedule uh, for July and for August, and you see those teams, the FC Dallas, who's been struggling, Vancouver, who always struggles, um, you know, Real Salt Lake, who, like you said, is not the same Real Salt Lake, Portland up and down, Minnesota up and down, LAFC, we, you know, having a down year, we also seem to have their number. So the really, the only two teams that you really worry about are, you know, SKC and Seattle. Uh, and so, 
this these games are going to tell us a lot because I think these are very winnable games. Normally, the Western Conference has been more formidable than the East, and you you know it's tougher to get out of there. But when you look at that schedule and you look at how the Galaxy have been playing, it, it feels like um, you know like like they can get a lot of points from these games on teams that they are supposed to beat, which is something in most recent years that's been the problem. They show well. Uh, against good teams and then end up dropping points. And then against the bad teams, they play down to their level and they don't beat the teams they're supposed to beat. Here it looks like they just do everything they're supposed to. And then at home uh, on a week's rest against Sporting Kansas City uh, with the 4th of July kind of extra, you know, sizzle in the air, uh, you know, and they and they beat them, that will get them some respect because uh, that's part of it. <laughs> I'm back to talk about the power rankings. But, you know, the, the teams that the Galaxy are beating – are, are not the teams that, you know, people are going to say, wow, did you see they, they gave it to San Jose, who's just melting and falling apart and just a disaster of a dumpster fire. You're not going to get a lot of points for putting them away. Right. But beating a sporting Kansas City, you're going to get some credit. You're going to get some street cred. And I think that's what the Galaxy need. And then they'll go on and they'll get the Vancouver's and the Dallas's and the RSL's and hopefully clean up a bunch of points there. Uh, and then once you have points in the bag, you can, you know, start, start, we could really start dreaming, slapping that Ted Lasso, believe, be a goldfish, go sick, uh, making biscuits, making right. cookies. We're, we're going to have a good time. Okay, good. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it's, it, it's funny because I remember talking about 2020 or 2019 or 2018, really, or 2017. And you sit there and go, man, the schedule's really tough. Yeah, when you're a bad team, the schedule is tough because yeah. everybody can beat you, right? And and so now you're into a different position altogether. You're in a different position. The LA Galaxy are in a much stronger position right now. Um, they are a decent team. And so there are teams that we expect them to beat, like the RSLs, like the Vancouver's. Now, games on the road are still a toss-up, all right? But um, it's still something where you should expect to go into play Vancouver and get a point. You should expect to go to RSL and get at least a point whenever you're on the road. You know, well, you're, you're going into RSL twice, but you're getting a point but against Vancouver times, and yes, RSL. Yeah. Yes, you, you want to grab at least, you know, at least two points. Now, people will say, you know, like the the win against San Jose, that, well, that needed to be a must. It was not a must win. It never was a must win. Now, it was a really good performance against a really bad team who forgot that that was a rivalry game, apparently. Um, but yeah, I mean... You are looking at the LA Galaxy being a top 10 team. Even once the dust settles right now, the Galaxy have proven that they can get points when maybe they don't deserve them. Uh, Jonathan Bond talked about that today. He goes, it's crazy to see how many points we've had when we know we haven't played that well um, in yes. some of them. And so maybe the LA Galaxy are outperforming you know, where they're supposed to be. And maybe there's a correction coming, right? But at the same time, you're not going to know that until they play the games. And at the same time, they're winning the games they're supposed to win. That's, that's yeah. one of the big things. And that's what we we said about the Chicharito hot start. We said, okay, he got a, you know a hat trick, a, a brace, you know it's a you know an anomaly. You know he can't possibly keep this pace. Cooled off for a few games, but now he's picking up again. Got two more goals. Got another goal. You know tapping the man like he has been. And it's like, well, it's it's not breaking anytime soon. So maybe this just is who the they are. We are who they thought they were. You know, <laughs> yes. so so they are who they thought they were. If you One wanna, of my favorite quotes there. If you want to uh, crown them, crown them. Crown them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so so we're starting to get into that territory where this who who they are is who they are, and and that's who they're showing. So it's exciting because now they're going to add, uh, you know, Revolution and. You know, Sega maybe possibly paired with Williams. Nick DePew seems to be picking it up a little bit. Um, so it's it's exciting. 
Yeah, it, it is. Uh, let's get to some housekeeping. The LA Galaxy today, uh, as as they so rightfully tweeted out, rich Galaxy fans, they they announced uh, fifty thousand dollars general allocation money that they received from the winners of tonight's game, Austin FC, um, in exchange for the discovery rights to uh, Musa Giti. Um, and this is a League Two French player that apparently the <laughs> LA Galaxy had found and, and put discovery rights on, and Austin went out and signed them, which is why uh, the LA Galaxy will get $50,000 in general allocation money. So um, as, as most people pointed out, I'm sure that is money that they're stocking up on, Eric, in order to sign Leo Messi. So I'm just I'm, I'm, well, wait, I'm waiting for it to happen. Yeah. That 50K in, in, in GAM is going to make all the difference there. So, it is. so I agree with you. So yeah. the, the one thing that I will say, is the fact that uh, you know the LA Galaxy admin tweeted that out, and it, this season, and it could be the wins, it could be the good vibes, it it's, could be it's bounce, the wins. Ba- bouncing back after uh, a pandemic year. But the Galaxy social media team has just been all over it, uh, you know, just really engaging with the community and, and tweeting out awesome things, just being hilarious, being making making soccer fun. Yeah. Soccer should be fun. Yes. And, and, and the LA Galaxy community is a fun community. So just having them lean into it and embrace it. Uh, you know, I, you you love to see it. You're just saying that because they tweeted out your TikTok. That's that's absolutely hundred percent state media. I'm, oh. I'm I'm on board. All right, all right, good, <laughs> good, good, good. I'm glad I'm glad they sucked you in. Um, Consider no. the source. No, no, no. You're absolutely right. It was funny because they um, on the anniversary of Mike McGee. Uh, they went back and found some of the old tweets from that, and they found my old tweet that I had whenever I went to that game. Um, and I started, I mean, if I don't know if this is shocking news for everybody, I started Mike McGee facts. This almost 40-year-old, balding-headed dude way back in the day was at that game, went to it, uh, was with the supporters group, uh, was sitting in an airport in San Jose, and tweeted the worst Mike McGee fact ever. And, and I don't even want to repeat it. I'm still embarrassed about it, but it kicked off enough that, you know, it started Mike McGee facts. So um, yeah. that's and, all. That's always fun. Important, important programming note is that that was the era of like the Chuck Norris facts and that type of deal. So it's really of the time. It, it, uh, it's, it, it's a time capsule, <laughs> it really, right? It really captures captures the moment. It, it absolutely does. So uh, so that's where we have that. Um, as we're looking at the LA Galaxy and um, their schedule, we've sort of told you they were training all this week. Uh, basically, they had Monday and Tuesday off. They train Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, they'll train tomorrow, Friday. They'll train in the morning on Saturday. Um, usually, that's just a walk through the day before the game and just sort of get everybody uh, focused on on some of the game points and, and do all that. Um, and so then Sunday, July 4th is whenever the LA Galaxy will be uh, going against uh, Sporting Kansas City live on Spectrum Sports at uh, 7.30 p.m. Uh, broadcast time, although usually they're doing a good pregame before that, so usually around 7 is when that will start. Um, and then kickoff itself is at 7.38 p.m. Usually, I'll, I'll give... I was, I was going to say, I'll give you, I'll give everybody in, in uh, just a little clue. Anytime Spectrum is doing it, it's usually eight minutes past the hour is whenever that starts. So whenever it's a 7.30 game, you know that it's a 7.38 p.m. start time. So, um, yeah. The reason I say finally is because 7.30 on a weekend at Dignity Health Sports Park... Nothing better. Holiday, we- during, ho- holiday weekend. Holiday weekend. Yeah. Fourth of July. Fireworks. Nothing better than that. So, you know, it's nice to finally have a proper night game, even though the sun hasn't been setting until like 830 anyway. But uh, yeah, but still, yep. still, still the right time 
to have a game instead of a noon game. That that works. All right, good. Um, uh, on the Eastern Conference side, New England uh, sitting at the top, Orlando uh, just underneath them. So New England has 23 points. Orlando has 21. Uh, Philadelphia has 19. New York with 17. Columbus 15. Nashville 15. And New York Red Bulls at 13. Uh, last in the Eastern Conference right now is Toronto um, and Chicago, both tied with five points down there at the bottom. And Miami only has eight points. It uh, doesn't make the Miami win look all that impressive but at the same time i think miami is better than what they think they are um i just i'm waiting for them to sort of click here in a little bit they have a lot of pieces um i don't know if uh if if uh phil is or if phil neville is going to be able to handle all of that uh team because he doesn't seem to be handling it so far so we'll see if he can make some adjustments um on the western side i should note that being that austin won they actually jump up uh, and so i believe that probably puts them in ninth or something i got grabbed these before the game was over um but anyway right now seattle is number one in the league and number one in the west with 25 points sporting kansas city with 23 points uh just to note sporting kansas city has 1.92 points per game the la galaxy actually have a better points per game at 2.1 um, and games played, Kansas City has played 12. The LA Galaxy have played 10. So there's still two games in hand for the LA Galaxy here um, to catch Kansas City, which is good. That's where you, where you yeah. sort of want to be. Well, not only two games in hand, but the opportunity to leap and still have a game in hand is huge. Yes, absolutely is. Um, if we if we look at the supporter shield, it's it's as we sort of told you, uh, Seattle, Kansas City, New England, L.A., uh, Orlando, Philadelphia, New York. So sort of in there just to, to keep an eye on all those things as we go forward. Now, um, one of the things that we want to get to, and, and it's probably time that we should uh, start getting to, is this game against Sporting Kansas City. This Oh, wait, hold on. I jumped the gun. Uh, everybody wanted a rumor update. Right. And I have I have more rumor updates for everybody. And I know how much people like the rumor updates. I know how they're like, oh, this is the best part of the show. This will not be the best part of the show because this will be <laughs> just Josh getting angry for no reason um, is that Gareth Bell to the L.A. Galaxy. Now, when this first came out like a week and a half, two weeks ago, I went out and said, there's no truth to this. I've talked to people. It's not happening. It's fun to talk about. It's still not happening. All right. Now, in that week and a half or week or however long it's been. Um, I'm sure everybody thinks things have changed, that things suddenly miraculously, the LA Galaxy were like, you know what? Yeah, you know what? We are interested. We were just kidding before. We just, ooh, yay, Gareth Bale, here he comes. Um, no, that's not the case, and it hasn't been the case. So no, nothing has changed. Uh, any people who are writing articles about it are making stuff up, or they're just listening to an agent who's like waxing on about the LA Galaxy or anything else. Um, and by the way, I wouldn't be surprised if the Gareth Bale rumor was true but not for this L.A. team, uh, that it was for the other L.A. team. And keep that in mind as well. Um, there is an existing relationship between the L.A. Galaxy and Gareth Bale. And when I say that, I think that means people like are like, oh, so see, it is true. No, it's still not true. Um, there's, there, there is an existing relationship. They know of each other. They have talked to each other, I'm sure, at some point. I'm sure people, it's, it's, it's soccer's incestuous. Everybody knows everybody. Agents know people, yeah. the whole deal. So this is not a, rich, a reach to say the whole thing. And I think that the LA Galaxy in a certain position would go after Gareth Bale. That's just not right now, and that's not this position, and it's not happening. Not right now. Um, you know, could it happen this winter? Maybe. I mean, things would have to change. Designated player spots have to open up. Things have to move around. Yeah. But it's, just, it's not happening right now. That's the thing. I think right now there's a lot of rumors just, you know, with the summer and he's a topic of discussion. So I, I get why that's a rumor. And I, I hate to be a broken record and say the same thing over and over. But whenever whenever there's a rumor player who wants to play in MLS, 
you know, of course, then the LA Galaxy's name always comes up. And because of that, I do agree. I think there has been a relationship there because, you know, with those International Champions Cup, you know, games that they've had and the Galaxy hosting the Real Madrids of the world and, and, and having interactions with these players, it's, it's not uncommon that these conversations uh, pop up. So, so again, <laughs> shout out to you for, for putting up and dealing with it and putting the kibosh on it. But at the end of the day, it doesn't look likely, uh, so be prepared to see uh, Gareth Bale in LA Galaxy jersey September first. Uh, he'll be here. I, I think he'll I killed be here in the fall. I think yeah, I was gonna say I think I killed this one too fast. Like people weren't quite like fever pitch yet. Yeah, whenever let us, I killed it. Like let us dream. Let, let us salivate a little bit. Let the mouth water. Yeah, yeah. But you, you didn't let it, you didn't let it marinate enough. I, I get uh, you know I'll learn next time. I'll just sit on my hands and not do anything for a little while. Whenever yeah. that comes out. But um, anyway, that's uh, that's where we sit with um, with Gareth Bale and and listen. The LA Galaxy have a full roster right now. There's 30 players on the roster. Somebody would have to move and go somewhere in order for the LA Galaxy to get anybody. I have not talked to anybody recently about what their plans are for the transfer window. And I believe the transfer window opens in another six days because it opens on July 7th. Um, and so that's oh. this. That's the, I know it, it felt like it was only closed for 37 it, days. They've got 50,000 in, in GAM burning a hole in their pocket. They got to <laughs> do something with it. <laughs> that I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure that they're just like, they're, Dennis the closest walking around like, what do I do with this money? What do I do with this money? No. I, I think they give it to you in, in a bank, a banker's bag. Yeah, they do. It has a big cartoon dollar sign on it. it and they just, you have to walk around with it. It's in ones, so it can be easily yeah. spread out and rolled around in. I'm sure that's what they do. Um, so anyway, so that's where we sit with that. Let's get to the LA Galaxy versus Sporting Kansas City. Uh, this game, July 4th, 7.30 p.m. on Sunday night. There will be fireworks. I told you already, kickoff 7.38 p.m. Game is on Spectrum Sportsnet, so you could expect that Joe and Kobe and Nikki will be on the call for you um, at the stadium. And so uh, they'll be getting everybody ready for that. But I imagine that most people who want to will be at this game. Um, this will be probably pretty close to a sellout. Remember that sellout number is like 26.5 something, 575, mm -hmm. I believe, right there um and so that's that's sort of what you should be looking for i don't know if they're gonna have the grass berm open i haven't really been able to reach out and find out all the intricate details of what's happening plus when you do a conference call on a thursday and the game is on sunday there's still like this stretch in between yeah um in a whole bunch of things so anyway um it's it's uh everything is is pointing to this game this should be a fun game we've talked about um, you know, the the success that Sporting Kansas City has had so far this year. Um, and Kansas City, you know, uh, seven wins, three losses, two ties, um, you know, goals for 22, goals against 15, they're plus seven. Uh, they yeah. are, I think, outside of uh, Seattle or just right next to Seattle. They've scored 22 goals this year um, right now, and that is more than anybody else in Major League Soccer that I can see on my, uh, on my, on my little sheets here. Um, and they they spread it around as well. You know they have they have Saloy, they have Polito, they have Buzio. You know a lot that's coming from a lot of different players. Buzio, someone doesn't necessarily light up the the stat sheet, but he has a huge impact on games. Which the good news is he did get called up to the Gold Cup roster. So I, I don't know what his status will be uh, if he if he got the Sebastian Legette handshake DLC later or if he's going to be training with that team sooner he wasn't part of the earlier nations league team so i would imagine he'd be there sooner so that might be good news for the la galaxy yeah the other thing is that we know that uh alan polito was injured in the game against lafc a big gash on his foot i don't know whether or not he will be recovered and ready to play in that game as well um that was a game where by the way i think uh sporting kansas city has come back let's see i actually 
have this stat somewhere, and I'm going to try to find it for everybody. Um, Sporting Kansas City came from a one nothing down to beat LAFC 2-1 to on Saturday. It's fifth come-from-behind win this season. Sporting has 16 points after going behind. More than 19 teams have in all of their matches total in 2021. So uh, where we talk about, Eric, getting out in front of games and trying to mm-hmm. you know play that game leading, you need to do that against Sporting Kansas City. Absolutely. You don't want their pressure. Uh, they're very good at counter-pressing. Counter um, they're very good at pressuring inside of your own half. And so passing things back um, is a is a difficult, you know, it's it's a difficult thing to master against Sporting Kansas City. They're going to throw numbers forward. Peter Vermees yeah. is, you know, I, I, he's a kingmaker as far as he's he's the man. I love me some Peter Vermees. I think he is a pain in the butt on the sidelines. I think he jaws and yells and complains the whole time. And that dude is in charge of absolutely everything at Sporting Kansas City. Not one thing gets done without Peter Vermees giving sort of that that okay. And for me, he always has his teams ready to play and can face up. The fact they're traveling to L.A. is a huge plus because you want them uh, a little bit off uh, off of off kilter, and and one of the guys who's been off kilter so far is Johnny Russell. This is not the Johnny Russell of you know two years yeah. ago, Eric. He has not been that good this year. I was gonna say this is not your mother's Scottish messy Johnny Russell. This right. is a you know a player who's formerly you know my favorite outside of the LA Galaxy player to watch. I agree, he hasn't uh, been lighting it up like he used to. I talk about all the goals uh, that SKC has been spreading around. He's uh, not on that list, I believe. So it's 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 kind of interesting. Uh, of course, watch this be the game uh, that he finally shows up and has a masterclass uh, with some of the other players uh, missing. But I'm going to knock on wood and hope that doesn't happen. Uh, but but going back to SKC fighting back, and you can never count them count them out. Uh, and having you know Peter Vermees, who by the way is excellent gift material. Uh, if if you ever see some of the clips of him on the sideline, um, this team is always going to be able to fight back. You can never count them out. So if this was a Galaxy team who struggled against a lowly Vancouver and allowed you know had a mental breakdown and allowed them to get back in the game, don't think you're going to be able to you know do better than that against SKC. They're going to fight back. So you know being able to put the game away early and getting multi- multiple goal lead is going to be crucial. And a close game, you know, you, you don't you never feel good against uh, Sporting Kansas City. Eric, is it, is it um, if you've watched some of their games, do you feel like they are a team that likes to dominate on the ball? Is this going to be a counterattacking team? I mean, what do you see from just I know I watch highlights, too. That's really what I'm yeah. I'm looking at for the most part. But, <laughs> sure. but what do you feel like? From what I've seen, and I, I'm also going back to what I saw in the preseason, I know preseason isn't isn't the regular season, but it looked like they're more of a counterattacking team. It seems like the players that they have, they bring speed, uh, you know, they go at the defense. So I think, you know, the Galaxy, they might let the Galaxy possess and then wait for them uh, to make the mistakes and then try to catch them sleeping on the counterattack. I think that's more of the thing uh, that they're likely to do. And that's that's why they come back into the hurt teams is because teams go up on them and then, you know, they, they, they crash back and, and, and make them pay. Yeah, it, it certainly seems that way. It's it's one of those things where um, whenever you look at what the LA Galaxy are going to have to do against the Sporting Kansas City team, it is going to be, you know, have to be in control of the ball more to keep Sporting Kansas City off of the the ball and really to sort of press and move around SKC as much as they can. I mean, you know, Tim Milia's in goal. He's a very good goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, their defense is He's... not their defense is is funny because I feel like it is it is good, but it's not as good as it has been. And Peter Vermees has been struggling with that. And so I think there is some room for the LA Galaxy uh, to sort of go after that um, in, yeah. in some certain ways. By the way, Mr. Provino gave us a five dollars su- su- super chat. What, what were you going to say? You, you can say I, it. I was I was going to set you up since you were the one who had the wardrobe change. I said thank you to Mr. Provino. Get four ninety nine in the super chat to have Josh reverse the jersey. 
uh, you know, he made me feel, I was like, why is he making me talk about, you know, SKC's counterattack? I feel like this isn't normally part of the show. Uh, and then when the camera came back, I saw that you reversed the jersey forward, Madison, an excellent reversible jersey. And Very thank nice. you for modeling both sides of it. And thank yeah. you, Mr. Provino, for the super chat. Yes, forward Madison, a little uh, USL League One uh, a team there. And uh, they have a reversible jersey <laughs> that has a bunch of flamingos on it. Um, and so I had to purchase it. It is a it's, it's gorgeous. I love the reversible idea. It's perfect. It's, you know, party time, executive yeah. time. You know, you can flip it black side, pink side. You know, it's like <laughs> all business. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. All business. All business. And, and Forward Madison, that's another one. They're just a club. Again, when you talk about social media, being engaged, being on top of it, that, that's a club that they're just they're all over it. And so uh, if you want to look for a lower level um, American soccer club to support, I, you know, I would recommend you move in the direction of Forward Madison. They're fun. They're just good times. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's why that's why I like it. Um, just FYI, the Galaxy won both the meetings against Sporting Kansas City in 2019, the last time the two teams played. Uh, this is the Galaxy's first winning streak over Sporting since 2007-2008, as they had won just three of the 19 meetings between those streaks where they lost eight and drew eight. This is a game usually, Eric, whenever the LA Galaxy go to play Sporting Kansas City, this is a draw fest. Um, mm-hmm. And so if you're leaning in one direction or not, then a draw is, is not really the, uh, the, the, the thing you really have to worry about uh, or is the thing that you should be sort of, you know, betting on. If you're going to bet on something, it's probably a draw on this game. And, you know, people are going to say, oh, well, you drop points at home and then, you know, then you're in trouble. It's like, yeah, but the Galaxy have been picking up points on the road, too. So, you know, these things all equal out. Get points out of this. Um, and you know, I think that's the bottom line with this. This is a very good team. This is a Seattle caliber team right now. Um, and like I said, the way they're playing and certainly they played against LAFC, um, and LAFC was, I think a good test for them for a little while. And then there was the red card. And after the red card, that was, that was, that was it. And sporting Kansas city was able to come back. But if you watch that game, um, SKC had a ton of early pressure. I think the Galaxy are going to have to weather. I mean, you know, if you want to talk about a guy who could be a man of the match, it's, I mean, he's been man of the match many times so far this year, but this, this could be one of his. Jonathan Bond is going to be tested in this game. They have too many good attacking players who can shoot from all over the field. I agree. I think uh, Jonathan Bond is going to need to have one of those performances. They, they have the, the, the offense that just makes you worry. And then the, on the other side of it, Tim Melia, uh, how many times has that guy stood on his head against the LA Galaxy? You know, for, fortunately they've they've gotten the better of him a couple times as well. But he's 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 an excellent goalkeeper that's always tough to beat. Uh, and and it's funny that you mention uh, that a draw. Are right. you ready for five thirty eight? Yeah, give me five thirty eight. Hit me. So five thirty eight has the LA Galaxy with a thirty eight percent chance of winning. Sporting Kansas City with a thirty nine percent chance of winning, and then twenty three percent for a tie. But the reason why that's interesting. It's only a 1% different. It's basically right. a coin flip. It, it's, uh, so they're, a tie, they're, saying, they're saying it's a draw. Uh, they're, they're, they're giving a slight edge to as, as to Kansas City as the way, you know, giving them a little bit of edge and giving them a little bit more respect. Um, but to me, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing draw written all over this. I'm seeing like a uh, maybe like a 2-2 finish. Choo-choo-choo. Oh, wait, no, that wasn't it. Okay, sorry. Incorrect. Okay, uh, Chicharito, uh, this is another little uh, MLS fact they rolled out. Uh, Chicharito scored a brace against San Jose on Saturday, taking his total to 10 goals in 10 games of the season. Only four players have scored more through their first 10 appearances in an MLS season. Carlos Vela in 2019, Chris Wondolowski in 2012, Landon Donovan in 2008, Roy Lassiter in 1999, all with 11 goals through the first 10 games. Uh, we talked about Chicharito last or on Monday. 
Um, and we said that Chicharito is currently on the same uh, goals per minute pace as Zlatan Ibrahimovic was whenever he scored his 30 goals. As a matter of fact, he's actually a little under it, but I rounded up, so they're about the same. Um, they're, they're right next to each other in terms of, uh, of where that is, and that's not something we expected. Do we expect to see you know, that continue. I mean, it, we did this before, right? He scores a yeah. whole bunch of goals and then we have to recalibrate and say, okay, so how many goals is reasonable now? Now you have 20 games, you know, 24 games left, Eric, the guy has scored 10 goals already. So how many goals does he end up with this year? I think at this point, and it's, it's, it's going to sound crazy. Uh, tw- 20 goals is the bare minimum. Uh, I think absolutely. 10 more over the next 24. That's, that's, that's a mediocre uh, you know, performance or middle of the road from your star striker designated player who's been putting, but you know, 10 more goals over the next 24 games. I think 20, 20 goals is the basement. Uh, but the the exciting part about that is there's, there's a ceiling to that as well. I think he can absolutely break, um, you know, maybe not break the record 30, because that'd be asking what 34 goals, 33 in that neighborhood, 34, 34 you know, is the record. Maybe. So that, but that's uh that's 20, you know, 24 more goals. Yeah, that's over 24 games. That's one one goal per game. That's that's asking a lot. That's asking a lot. So he, he, I, he, I don't I don't think it's there. But the fact that it's it, you ha- you have to talk about it. It's part of the conversation now uh, because he is right now 10 games played, uh, 10 goals scored. So he's he's right there. You know, goal a game. And so you know, who knows? We'll we'll, we'll see what happens. It, it'll be fun. Um, look at this Sporting Kansas City game again. Uh, no Efrain Alvarez. No Jonathan Dos Santos. No Pipo and uh, no O'Neill Fisher. So those are your four that you're missing. Uh, Daniel Starez seems like he's still out. We didn't hear any updates on him. It was a very crowded call today with SKC being the opponent and a July 4th game. There were a lot of people on the call. So normally I get a nice little housekeeping chat with uh, with Greg Vanny and didn't get that this time. Um, and so we don't have, you know, updates on injuries with Dan, with Dan Starez. But I mean, I, again, with where he was at and sort of how. Uh, Greg was talking. I'm expecting that he's not going to be in the mix for this. Um, so you're looking at Nick DePew. You're looking at uh, Sega um, in there as well. You're looking at Julian Araujo on the back. You're looking at Viafania on the left hand side. I mean, the midfield is kind of open though. You could start. You could go with uh, you know Victor Vasquez, Sasha Kleshin, Sebastian Legette, um, because you're not going to have that. You could see some Revolution in there as well. So he could be in there. Um, there's a lot of flexibility I think in this. And you have Grand Sierra, You have you have Cabral. I mean, you know you have Chicharito. Those guys are all available. So there's a lot of players yeah. available right now for these next think, two games i think cabral is due cabral is due i know he's under a little bit of scrutiny uh over that last game missing maybe some some of the easier chances but i, I think the fact that he's in he's in the neighborhood he's knocking on the door reminds me a lot of uh, chicharito last season he was in the neighborhood he just didn't have that 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 final piece uh so i i, I think cabral um he's i think gonna, he's due i he, think this could be the game one. He's snagging yeah, I think one. This, this could be the game. It could be a big one too. I mean, one goal could one goal realistically could win this game. I can see yeah. this being a one nothing game in either direction. Um, I can see it being a one one game. I can see it being a two two game. These both of these teams can score, and both of them don't have the yeah. best defense. The, that's so. where I'm going. That's so. why I think a two a two two is likely. Okay, so you're gonna go two two draw. I'm gonna say uh, I'm. I mean, that's such a. I'm gonna say one one. I'll be different. I again, I think two two is probably where you where you sort of look at that as well. Um, but it's. It should be a good game. Should be an exciting game. Uh, I'll tell you, the LA Galaxy are very motivated by the fact that they lost the last time they were at home against against Seattle and a game where they thought they played well. Um, that is a call to arms for them. That is a rallying point. They are focused in on this July Fourth game. It's the next one coming. Obviously, um, it was funny because Damian uh, Damian Calhoun um, asked a question. And he was like, he was like, uh, just real quick before we go, um, can you talk about the team? He goes, wait, 
who who are you playing this weekend? And we're all like, and and and, and uh, Sebastian Legette was like, uh, 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 oh oh Kansas City. And he's like, I hope it's Kansas City. That's who we've been practicing preparing for. You know, it was one of those. It was funny. Um, just a little moment there. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is this is a team they have circled. They want to show that they are a good team in Major League Soccer. That's a real motivational factor. When we talk about the one percent that sort of makes the difference, right? Every MLS team can play soccer. It's like that one to five percent difference that makes a, a good good team a really good team and and i, I think i something that i've noticed this season and and i don't know if it's me taking crazy pills or if it's actually a legitimate thing i think having fans back in the stadium it, it gives an edge you can tell in that the some of these games especially that you know when when the galaxy first came back and fans were allowed back in you can tell they fed off that energy and, and they 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 went for it and just seemed to give it that little extra. You're seeing it in the Euros with with England playing, you know, at Wembley with fans in the stand. They just seem to have that little bonus. And, you know, we saw when Hungary played Portugal, you know, them going wild, you know, and holding Portugal scoreless for, uh, you know, 80 plus minutes. So I think there's something about the fans being gone. And then now that they're back, I think these it just fires these players up. And that could be, you know, not, it's not going to change the game. It's not going to make a bad team good. But it could be that one, two percent, that little extra. You make that extra sprint. You do that little extra. You make that run when you're tired because you know you have have that home crowd behind you. Uh, I, I think it, that is something that can make it make it make a difference. And Alex, by the way, in the chat room, points out very correctly they're also wearing the communicate community kit. Uh, undefeated, in, undefeated in the community kit. So um, it was it was funny. I think somebody was saying, "Man, it's gonna be. I'm gonna be really sad when you know after the end of next season, uh, the LA Galaxy finally have to retire their undefeated community kit. Like they, like <laughs> they were never gonna. It was you know. I always like it whenever people sort of put up. Then they're like, "Oh, it's the community kit. Instant win. We're good. You know, we're good. Uh, Galaxy gonna win. It's fine. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Will by the way gave us a seven dollar super chat. Says uh, gas gas for Gosh Force One playing to get hammered to the home games. So. Uh, we'll see if we, yeah we're gonna have to you know maybe we're just gonna seven get bucks. you get you a cute I'll get you a drink coupon for Southwest so I was gonna say seven bucks gets me on a pet crate on Spirit Air okay. so I think I think that's good yeah. I think that'll get me here how long can you hold your breath <laughs> not long okay so, okay you know, well, maybe, have CPR ready to go okay Roger Roger that so we'll get it all right LA Galaxy facing off against Sporting Kansas City coming up 7:30 p.m. Sunday uh, I will hope everybody has a safe and happy Fourth of July weekend uh, hopefully everybody has Monday off because we're going to be going late on Sunday night for sure um, so a lot of fun uh, you know I I'm, I'm going to say around here certainly there's a lot of normal Fourth of July activities taking place which I'm very thankful for so everybody be safe out there um, enjoy it try to keep all your fingers and toes if you're playing with fireworks. Um, yes, big yeah, time. yeah, that's always a, always an important one. And, and hopefully uh, you'll we'll see you there at the game. I'm planning on being there on Sunday and on the midweek game as well. Uh, coming up on Wednesday, whenever they host FC Dallas. So a busy week coming up. We'll have a Sunday. We'll have a Monday night show uh, game on Wednesday, then a Thursday night show. So uh, things rapid fire here for the podcast and for the LA Galaxy. Things are going to start heating up here in the summertime as well. Anything else, Eric, that you want to get to before we uh, get on out of here? No, that, that I just want to thank you know all the listeners, everyone who reached out with the kind words and the super chat and reaching out on social media. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, this community is something special. And whenever you know you have a big life life event and you make an announcement and to have people gassing you up and making you feel good, you know, I, I love this LA Galaxy community and just appreciate all the all the support and the kind words in the the last month, which has been a little hectic. 
but but also very exciting. All right. Well, good, good. We're glad to have you back. And by the way, dramatic game previews will return once Eric gets settled and can breathe yeah. a little bit. All right. The dude has to put a lot of stuff in there uh, for their good. And by the way, Gilbert gave you a five dollar super class super check. Going to get your first class, first class. In spirit. Yeah, twelve bucks. Yeah, that's 12 right. Twelve bucks. I'm getting champagne and I'm making it happen. That's right. That's how it goes. All right. Uh, Hammer, tell people where they can find you. We'll get you on out of here. All right. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Hammer EV. You can also find me on Instagram at Galaxy Profile. That's Galaxy P-R-O-F-O-U-L. Been gone for a little bit, taking a little bit break of a break, but I'll be checking back in soon. All right, Eric. We are glad to have you back. Always fun. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerthegalaxy.com. We have your videos up. We'll have more stuff. We'll have uh, Larry's notebook up there as well, getting you ready for the game coming up on Sunday. LA Galaxy, Sporting Kansas City, July 4th, 7.30 p.m. game. Make sure you're there. All right, for Eric Portuguese Hammer, I'm Josh Pato-Gesman. You've been listening. You've been watching to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody. <laughs>